Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Um, just want to start by saying thank you so much to everyone who has listened, shared, su- subscribed and reviewed the podcast so far. I appreciate it so much more than you know. So thank you so much. And please keep sharing if you are enjoying the podcast. Um, so today in episode number six, we are going to be talking all about clean eating and where clean eating can sometimes maybe send us down the wrong path. So over the past while in the health and fitness industry, clean eating has become a bit of a buzz, a bit of a buzzword. And it's something that we hear all the time out there now. Um, But not a lot of people maybe fully know exactly what it means, or there is some confusion around it. Um, So just to kind of give it a little bit of a definition, first of all, what is actually meant by clean eating? It really means eating lots of whole real foods like lots of fruit, lots of veggies, lots of whole grains, um, animal and plant based proteins, nuts, seeds and oils. It means that you're um, having as much minimally processed, non-packaged foods, and that you're eating maybe as close to nature as possible. Um, So that's really what's meant by clean eating. Um, It doesn't mean that the food is more hygienic, or it doesn't mean that the other food is dirty or unhygienic. Um, So it just means that it's mostly real foods and less processed kind of packaged foods. That's really what it means. Um, And it is a brilliant concept. It is a really, really good idea. And it is a really good way for us to, um, to try and I suppose, like, for us to try and live really. However, it can be taken up in the wrong way in the sense that people think that if they're not eating clean, then they're eating dirty. Um, They kind of think that if they're not eating good foods, then the other food are bad. And it's like very much this dichotomy that we're either eating good or we eat or we're eating bad. We're either eating clean or we're eating dirty. Um, And then with that, we can come to maybe view ourselves as being good or being bad. And this can lead to all all sorts of negative consequences in the sense that maybe we feel guilty or we feel shame around eating certain types of food. And um, often it's because maybe society has led us to think this way or led us to believe that eating a certain way is bad or is dirty or is unclean. And I suppose it can lead to a lot of negativity, a lot of negative emotions around food. Um, And it can really mean that people can develop a bad relationship with food where it's either I'm 100% clean or I go to the other extreme altogether and I am 100% like unclean and dirty junk foods um, rather than maybe being able to find a little bit of moderation in there. Um, And I suppose it's very much the term clean eating. Um, It kind of implies that if we're not clean eating, then we are dirty eating or we are eating 
bad. And I suppose that is really where I see it taken up, um, taken up wrongly or misunderstood um, a lot of the time. And it can lead for people to, to label themselves in a certain way or to view their diets in a certain way. And I suppose what that can lead to then is that a lot of the time, if people are trying to eat clean or they think eating 100% clean is the way to go, it can mean that they restrict themselves and that they restrict the foods that maybe they really enjoy um, and that they think it has to be all fruit and veg and lean proteins 100% of the time or else they're failing um, or else they're eating bad. Um, so people can tend to cut out all the good stuff, the chocolate, the ice cream, the potatoes, the alcohol, the pizza, um, the chippers, they tend to just go gung-ho 100% and cutting it all out and they can feel very restricted and they can feel deprived and they can feel hungry and they can feel like they can't have a certain thing. Um, and for the majority of the people, for the majority of people, that type of restriction doesn't actually work very well. And it's like when we're told, it's like when we're told not to push the red button, don't push the red button. All we can think about doing is, is pushing the red button. If we're told you cannot have chocolate, you can't have chocolate, you can't have wine. All we want to do then is have the chocolate and the wine. Um, so this restriction for however long we can tolerate it, a lot of the time it will lead to a binge. Um, so we'll restrict and we'll restrict and we'll restrict then maybe our willpower will be low or maybe we don't get the results that we expect to get from that restriction. A lot of the time people will restrict when they want to lose body fat, when they want to drop weight. And they think that eating 100% clean is the best way for them to lose weight. And maybe that's what society has led them to believe or maybe some well-meaning professionals have told them that. Um, so they'll restrict for as long as they can. Um, then for whatever reason, whether it be they have a tough day at work, whether it be family issues, whether it be feeling tired, feeling stressed, um, that restriction will only last for so long until maybe willpower gets a little bit depleted. Or it can often happen if someone is feeling like they're putting in all the hard work and all the effort with dieting then they don't see the results they expect. The scales goes up a little bit when it should be going down and they say, well, F it anyway, and it leads to a binge. And then they go completely the opposite way and they have loads of share bars of chocolate, loads of share bags of crisps. They have all of the Ben and Jerry's, all of the wine, and they feel terribly guilty. And then a lot of the time that guilt might turn to shame and they feel like they've done something wrong or they feel like they're a bad person um, or they feel like they've no self-control and they talk very negatively to themselves. So it can set up this cycle. So then they say, I'll start again Monday and it's back to restriction and back to 100% clean eating on Monday. And the same thing happens where they can only sustain it for so long. And it's this cycle of restricting, then binging, then feeling guilty. Then I'll start again Monday over and over again. And maybe this cycle takes place every week, or maybe we can restrict for a few weeks, or maybe we can even restrict for a few months, um, or maybe it's every few days. 
Um, so depending on this on the person, um, this cycle can last for different durations, but it's so, so common. Um, and an awful lot of the clients who reach out to me have gone through this cycle at some stage. And I'm going to hold my hands up and say I've been through this cycle myself. Um, where like I'm trying to eat very clean, but then I really miss um, being able to have a bit of something I fancy and it leads to overindulging then on the thing that I fancy and feeling guilty and then trying to restrict again. Um, so in the past, I definitely would have been in that cycle. Um, so I suppose what what the solution to this is or what the solution for a lot of people and maybe not for everyone initially is to try and have that bit of balance to have that bit more moderation with things and I suppose what I have found works well for an awful lot of my clients is taking more of a lifestyle approach to things not trying to achieve set results in four weeks or six weeks and a lot of the time these fad diets or these quick um, or these like six week shreds or eight week shreds can create a negative relationship with food and with restriction and with binging for a lot of people. So for the majority of the clients I work with, we take a more moderate approach to things where balance tends to work a lot better. And we work on building in habits and routines that can become a part of someone's life that they don't feel like they're on a diet as such they feel like it's like this is a part of who they are this is something that's sustainable I am not waiting for this to be over I don't feel restricted therefore people don't tend to feel that need to binge if you've been stuck in that cycle of restricting and binging and feeling guilty it will take a while to break that cycle. Don't think that um, I suppose we can just raise our awareness around it and all of a sudden, oh, we can conquer it. It will take time to break that habit loop, but it's certainly something that we can conquer 100% for most of the, for most people. Um, if, you, if you're willing to put the work in and get the help that you need, it is something that you can conquer. Um, for some people, they might need a little bit more help with it. Some people might need to get a little bit of psychological support um, alongside what they're doing. Um, but it's definitely something that I've seen people break out of, of that cycle and build better habits and build better routines and improve their relationship with food. Um, and I think for, for the majority of people, balance is key. Um, and one rule that I use with a lot of my clients is um, following that 80-20 rule. Um, for um, And for a lot of people, it works really well. So what the 80-20 rule means is that, okay, 80% of the time you're having good, whole, nutritious foods. You're having your fruits, your veggies, your whole grains, your lean proteins, um, your nuts, your seeds, um, your healthy fats. So 80% of your diet or 80% of your calories are made up of those good, nutritious, whole foods that are going to give you lots of vitamins, lots of minerals, like that are going to provide you with the nutrients that your body needs to function at its best, to feel at your best, to have the energy to do the things that you need to do day to day, um, to, 
to optimize your immune system, to allow you to be able to train, to allow you to be able to recover from training. And then 20% of your diet, 20% of your calories can be made up of the less nutritious food, the bit of chocolate, the bit of ice cream, um, the slice of pizza, um, the takeaway at the weekend, the few drinks. So if you can follow that kind of approach, that 80-20 approach, maybe all the time, maybe if you really want to push on with your goals and you're, you really want to um, focus in on losing a bit, a bit of body fat, maybe you go for an 85-15 or a 90-10 sometimes. But maybe there's other times where you're going on holidays or like it's your birthday weekend and you want to have a bit of a looser approach. Maybe it's more of a 70-30 kind of approach. So you can alter this around to suit life as well. But I think for an awful lot of people, it works pretty well. And it means that you're going to be optimizing your health in the sense that you're focusing on 80% of your food coming from the stuff that you need, coming from the stuff that's going to have your body functioning at its best, that's going to optimize your digestion, your immune system, um, that's going to have you feeling energetic and light and like less of less of your calories, less of your diet coming from the foods that like are maybe that we don't digest as well, that if we were to have 100% of the less nutritious foods we wouldn't feel so good and it's it's um when we go to that extreme of having a hundred percent of our of our diets coming from that foods that we do tend to feel guilty we do tend to feel um maybe we tend to then feel ashamed of how we've eaten um, and maybe that leads to weight gain and maybe that's what's causing the shame or maybe we feel ashamed because we can't lose the weight even though um even though we've been trying really hard and maybe we can often then label ourselves as failures because we can't do that um but i suppose it's to try and find that middle ground, to try and find that middle ground that suits you. Um, so if we're bringing it back to that, um, that question that a lot of people ask of, do I need to eat 100% clean all of the time? And to be honest, I think the answer for a majority of the people is no. I think that health comes down to more than just the food that you eat. Um, and like having that bit of what you fancy is very important for your psychological health and your social health. And like having a few drinks for a lot of people is a massive part of their social circles or eating a meal out where they're not worrying about calories or having a dessert out or having a slice of cake is a massive part of their social interactions and maybe gives them a bit of enjoyment as well. And it's okay to say we get enjoyment from those things, from those high sugar foods. Like that's a part of life as well. Um, but if we can keep things pretty good 80% of the time, it means that we can enjoy those things and that we don't need to feel guilty or we don't need to feel ashamed for eating those things. And we, we definitely don't need to be labeling foods as clean and dirty or as good and bad. Um, 
when you're thinking about foods as good and bad, like nothing is good or bad, really. Only the thinking makes it so. Um, and that's that is one of my favorite quotes. Nothing in life is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So like a food is only good or bad in the context of your whole diet. Like and a food itself can't be good or bad. No individual food is really good or bad. You can have a good diet or a bad diet, um, but not a not necessarily a good food or a bad food. So if you're eating 100% junk, like chocolate, sweets, ice cream all of the time, that is going to be a bad diet because you're going to be lacking all the vitamins and the minerals that your body really needs to function at its best. Um, and a good diet, like we could say, is something that a, that maybe has that bit of balance, doesn't necessarily need to mean that we're eating 100% quote unquote, clean all of the time. But maybe it just means that we have that bit of moderation and we have that bit of what we fancy. And that actually adds as well to our psychological and our social health, because health is health is all encompassing. Health isn't just the absence of disease and health definitely doesn't come down to just eating, um, we'll say like nutritious foods all of the time. Health is you as a whole human and what actually contributes to that. And definitely like eating a nutritionally balanced diet that gives you the nutrients and the vitamins and minerals you need should be a part of health, but it, it isn't like, it isn't the only part of health that we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on the whole individual. Um, so to answer that question, we don't need to be to eat 100% clean all of the time to be healthy. Um, having a bit of balance and a bit of moderation, including a bit of what we fancy, in my opinion, is going to be a better way to go about it for most people and is going to make it more of a lifestyle approach, something that we can sustain. And if you're at the moment doing something that you feel like is very unsustainable, that you couldn't see yourself doing this for the longer term, it might be a case that you want to question some of the things that you are doing. If it feels very, very extreme and you feel like it's a bit restrictive and something that could lead to going the opposite way to maybe binging out and then feeling guilty. Um, so that is everything that I wanted to cover for this podcast today. Um, I hope you've got a better insight into like what clean eating is and maybe how we should approach it. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please give it a share on your socials. Give me a tag. If you have any questions, don't ever hesitate to reach out and drop me a message. You can find me on Instagram at Claire O'Sullivan underscore coaching. I love connecting with people. I love chatting all things health and fitness. So do not hesitate to ever drop me a message. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be talking to you all in the next episode.